Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back. Okay, this week we are talking about something that is happening in the membership this month, and that is how we measure our progress and how most of us are lying to ourselves. <laughs> okay, hate to say it, but we are. But the good news is we're lying to ourselves in like, um, like we're making it worse, right? It's actually going better than we think it is. And so in the membership this month, I'm calling it measuring honestly, because I think it doesn't do us any favors when we are either too hard on ourselves or too soft on ourselves, right? We need to really be honest about our progress. And so let me say, give you a couple examples so that you understand what the heck I'm even talking about. Because most of you are going like, I'm totally honest. Um, you know, most of us measure just looking back at like how we did last weekend, right? We think like, how's it going? And you're like, well, you know, he's still missing contacts or, you know, we're still not getting the figure eight or, you know, we're still shutting down or whatever. And so you're measuring by your most recent experience. And this is normal. This is common. This is what everybody does. And so because this is what everybody does, it's what everybody does, right? We all keep doing the same thing because it's what our peers are doing and it's what we're talking about, right? I get it. But the thing is, is if you look at that dog or that dog's experience, instead of looking at it by just the last weekend, you look at it over the last 90 days, you're going to see different trends. You're going to see that you aren't where you were 90 days ago. You're going to see that you are making progress, that even though you didn't get your contacts or your figure eight or, you know, was st your dog was still really nervous in the ring or you were really nervous in the ring, you aren't where you were 90 days ago. And this is so important when we measure. We need to take a bigger, broader, more high level, however you want to call it, view of our progress over time. Because just looking at a few days, right? If you just look at last weekend, so if you just look like five days ago, like that's really not a true representation of your progress, your process goals, you how you're doing, how you've been doing this year. Um, now, I get it. Again, it's what sort of everybody we think people are asking when they're like, oh, how's it going? Or how's it, how are you doing? Or how was your weekend or whatever? And so we tend to answer people in the way that we think they're asking the question instead of kind of being honest and how's it really going, right? So if someone were to ask me like, how'd it go last weekend? Or how's it going today? Or something like that, I'd, you know, if I answer how they think they're answering, asking or what they th I think they're asking, I might say, oh, we didn't get it. We didn't cue. 
you know, you know, just, you know, it's that just one thing club kind of a thing. But instead, if I answered the way it's actually going, I would say like, oh my God, we're so much better. We're, we're making progress. We're not there yet. Power of yet, remember, but we're making progress. We're making progress. And it's a perspective shift. But it's a powerful perspective shift because if we only look back at five days and we don't see that we're at the quote end, right? We don't see that we're at the end result yet. Then we feel defeated. And then we feel like all of this hard work, all of the things that we've been doing are for nothing. And the irony is, is we're measuring in terms of like, oh, the last few days. But when we're looking at all our hard work, we're like, I've been working at this for two years, right? But yet we don't look back over two years to see how far that we've come or that we've actually made progress in the last two years right? Or 90 days, however you want to measure. So that's why this month we're spending a whole month on it in the membership. Okay. Because I think it's a really big deal. And the first week we're going into this, like measuring, like, how are you measuring? Like, how are you really looking at it? Are you, you know, zooming out far enough that you can really see the truth of what's happening. And this goes not just for our dogs, but for ourselves too, right? You're here, you're listening to this mindset stuff, you're trying to get stronger, better, you know, more consistent. And, you know, just the fact that you've been listening is telling me that you maybe aren't where you were 90 days ago, right? You're incorporating things, etc. So we need to zoom out, but also we need to be in zooming out, it gives us a more honest picture, all right? So we're not doing maybe as badly as we have said, or in some cases, maybe we realize that, you know what, if I'm being honest, I didn't work as hard over the last 90 days as I could have in this area. So it's the both sides, same coin, etc. cetera. Um, we need to f- really get a smarter picture. The other thing that happens is when we start to zoom out and we start to really look at the progress that we're making and that while it, while it's small, while maybe we're the only ones who notice, it starts to give us back confidence and motivation, right? When we measure the other way and we only measure looking at the last few days, we get deflated, defeated, and sometimes more nervous, right? Because we think like, okay, I really got to get this one. I really got to prove it to myself, my instructors, my friends, whatever, the peanut gallery watching, whatever. I've really got to prove it something to other people. And we put more pressure on ourselves to do that, which of course doesn't always work out the way that we want it to. So the the measuring thing can really mess with our brains. And when we look at our the goals that we've set for the year, we really need to, again, look at it over a larger chunk of time. So it's great to do that mid-year refresh as we did in July, but it's also great to just always be looking back 90 days, but also looking forward 90 days. So what do you want to accomplish, you know, sitting here in September when this is recorded, what do you want to accomplish between now and the end of the year? Don't just look at next weekend. Look at the progress and the steps that you need to make between now and the end of the year or now and December for those of you who are going to Orlando. You know, what do you want to be doing and how do you want this to unfold? Plan it out. That's why I'm such a big proponent of the kind of planner system because it gets us to think about, okay, if I want to be you know, at this point on December 15th, then what do I, where do I need to be on November 15th, on October 15th? What do I need to be training for this week in order to do that?
okay? So another way that we're not really measuring honestly is in the kind of area of triggers. Now, I've done a whole podcast on triggers before, and I always want to preface this. This is a small T trigger. This doesn't have to do with big trauma, but you know, triggers are things that happen in training or in the ring that make us emotionally react to something. And so, for instance, you walk into the ring and your dog, you know, you put your dog on the start line and the first thing they do is they start scratching their collar and you freak, right? Inside, you, you know, you may not do it outwardly, right? But inside you go, oh my God, oh my God, it's happening again. He's going to disconnect. He's going to run around the first jump. He's not going to pay attention to me. It's happening again. It's happening again. Whatever it is, it, when it happens, and you know your emotions immediately kick in and you go straight to catastrophic thinking. You know, you go straight to freak out mode. Oh my God, you know, and I've coached people, right? I have people who have contact issues and if their dog misses one contact, you know, over a weekend, then they're like, oh my God, you know, we went through all of this hard times. This is happening again. I can't go through this again. I I just can't. I don't have it in me, da-da-da-da. And they go straight to that emotional point. Now, when we get, when we again zoom out and we look at just the facts, ma'am, and we just look at data, we can start to think like, okay, if I'm just looking at data, if I would put all of the contacts in a spreadsheet and just look at the data, he's really only missed 5% of all the contacts we've taken in the last 90 days, right? Obviously, I'm making this up, for example, but same can be said for obedience, right? We've, we've actually been doing really well for whatever reason. So when we zoom out and we look at it as more like data instead of these emotional triggers, now we can start to get, again, some honest measuring happening. Yes, you missed a contact this weekend. That is a real thing. Maybe your dog needs a little tune-up or needs an extra lesson or something in between now and the next trial. That's real. What's not real is you going to that that catastrophe thinking and thinking everything is doomsday. You know, we're all back to square one. All of my training was for naught, right? So the more honest response is, it was just one time. We've been doing really well, you know, and maybe statistically speaking, you're going to miss one contact every so often. And if it's less than, you know, 3% or 5% or even 10%, maybe you're happy. I have big dogs and as you you all know, and um, every once in a while, I'm absolutely going to get called on my running dog walk. I have a great running dog walk. But my dogs have really big strides. And statistically speaking, they are going to stride over that running dog walk every once in a while. Am I going to freak out about it? No. If it happened every weekend, then yeah, I might have a training issue. I might need to rework my striding on that, that obstacle. But no, it happens probably, I don't know, 3% of the time if I were putting it in a spreadsheet, maybe five max. I'm not going to retrain something that happens that little. But yet, if it blows a cue or a double cue or something like that, I'm going to have feelings about it for sure, but I don't necessarily have a problem. You see the difference? So some things can really trigger us because they bring back these memories of something going wrong or a bunch of work that we put in or maybe even something that happened with a different dog, but we still are sort of have this emotional reaction to it. So instead of pausing and responding, we're just emotionally reacting. 
All right. Does that make sense? All right. Hang on a sec. I'll be right back. Okay. I have a quick question for you. Have you ever thought about coaching? Because one-on-one coaching lets us dive into your specific challenges and create tailored solutions. Because at the end of the day, no one has your exact challenges. And we all know that everyone has different goals. So through coaching, you'll get that breakthrough faster, basically. And I know it's true because I see it in my clients week after week. So if you're ready to take your mental game to the next level, let's chat. Okay, back to the show. So there's another aspect to this idea of measuring honestly, and that has to do with expectations. And expectations are tricky because... Um, and I've done a newsletter on this recently. So if you're not on my um, newsletter list, sign up, use the show notes, go to the link, sign up for my list. But um, I did a recently a newsletter about this because our expectations can really get in the way. You know, we, we're in this society of where we were raised. Most of us were raised with like, you work hard, you will get results right? You order for Amazon, you will get two-day delivery, right? I mean, we have all of these expectations and we really rely on them. So when we put in the work, we do the works with our dog, we practice, we train, you know, things are going pretty well, practice, train, cue, practice, train, cue. And then all of a sudden it doesn't, that equation doesn't work. You know, it's practice, train, NQ, NQ, NQ. And when we start to see that happen, we start to, again, freak out, because our expectations are unmet. It's not the dog necessarily is making a mistake. It could be just a weird fluke thing every time, but it's because we showed up with certain expectations and those expectations can also throw out, throw off rather how we are measuring our progress. Because just because our dog doesn't meet our expectations or our performance or our own ring nerves, maybe if that's something we're working on, you know, maybe we have a slip or, you know, we have a backslide one weekend in our ring nerves because we had this expectation. Now we're judging ourselves more harshly than we would have if we'd have just given ourselves the grace to be in process or lean into those process goals and know that we are working on it whatever it is again, right? Whatever it is that is challenging us that we're putting extra time and attention into. So watch those expectations. Find out, really sit back and look at what am I disappointed about? Am I disappointed about because I had different expectations because I really thought we would queue this weekend? Or am I disappointed because, you know, I'm worried that we're having that problem again? Is it a trigger thing? So really sit and think about when you don't have the weekend or the day that you want to have, what is the root of that? And does it really have a, the meaning that you are given, giving to it? Or is it just a data point? And it can be everything in between, right? You can be like, you know what? There's my expectations this weekend. I really thought we were ready or I really thought that would be a good venue for us. I was counting on it. And remember, expectations really go hand in hand with outcome goals. So chances are, if you are thinking in terms of expectations, you were really, you may have had one eye on your process goals, but the other eye was on your outcome goals, right? Or you got to that point in the course or in your run where you were like, oh my God, we've got this. We've got this. We're going to queue. And then all of a sudden a mistake is made either by you or the dog or whatever, right? We do that all the time. We, we get the hard part and then we, we bust up the easy part. And it has to do with 
expectations, but also focusing on those outcome goals and taking your eye off, so to speak, of your process goals. So that's really important too. And our expectations, again, can really mess with our our confidence, our, you know, our, our sense of progress. It can make, they can make us frustrated. They can make us think that, again, things are worse off than they are. And, you know, sometimes when we're measuring, we can think that things are better off when, than they are, but I don't really see that happening that often. When people come to me for coaching, it's usually they're thinking things are a lot worse than they really are. And that's why sometimes we need a pep talk, right? We need to be reminded of how far we've come which is the part you can do for yourself when you look back over a larger scope of time or maybe even over several dogs. You know, you, you're looking at yourself and you're like, oh my God, my handling's not where it, where it should be. Well, maybe, but it's not where it used to be. And you are making progress and you are working on it. And the last thing I want to say about this, and again, we're going into way more detail in this month in the membership, but is has to do with faith. You know, we need to remember that when we tear ourselves down, we really destroy our own confidence, but we destroy our faith in ourselves. And that then leads to, we might even handle differently. We might not have the belief in ourselves or the belief in our dogs that we usually do. So we need to get to a point where we are cultivating a sense of faith and faith that it is going to work out. Now, not it's going to work out and it's going to be perfect, but you don't put in any work, right? You don't just grab your dog off the couch and, you know, it's the first time in this venue. Why wouldn't you cue, you know, kind of a thing. But it's the faith in that you're, you can trust in your skills. You can trust in your training. You can trust in your proofing. That goes for your dog, but it goes for yourself too, that you can trust your own mindset, that you can trust your own training, your own skills, your own ability to adapt in a trial environment or in a hectic environment or an unusual environment, maybe like, you know, a big event like invitationals or nationals or something like that that we can start to build faith in ourselves so that we can trust ourselves. Again, it comes with measuring honestly, because most of the time we are so much harder on ourselves than is truly warranted. So that's kind of the message for today, right? I really want to urge you to look at your, look at where you are today, right? So um, do this on this exercise on two levels. First of all, grab your planner and look at how you're doing right now as opposed to or in relation to the goals that you set this year, right? Are you ahead? Are you behind? Are you right on track? Are you a little ahead over here, a little behind over here, which is probably more likely? And but more so look at some of the maybe softer goals that you set for yourself. So not necessarily just the outcomes, but like, where did you want to be as a handler? You know, where did you want to be with a certain skill that you're building in yourself or in your dog? You know, are you ahead on that? Yeah, probably you are because you've been working on it. You prioritized it this year. You, you know, leaned into some deliberate training and you really said that this was important. What we give attention to is what expands. So chances are you're better. Are you there yet? Maybe, maybe not. But again, yet is that powerful word, right? And then the second thing I want you to do is when you look at this past weekend, especially if you, you know, especially if you were trialing, you look at this past weekend, your ups, your downs, both. Don't just look at your downs. Look at your ups too. Look at those cues. Look at all the things that went right, not just the things that went wrong. 
really start to measure honestly with these things, you know, really start to look at these runs. You know, did you just make a simple mistake? No biggie, you know, no big deal. Or did you make a mistake that is um, a becoming a trend that you really need to look at? Or did you, did something happen that, uh, you know what, it's just a data point, statistically speaking, it's not a problem, you know, sucks that it happened, but it's not something that I'm going to allow to trigger me or to set me off in some weird direction or have me overtraining something that doesn't really, that isn't really a problem, right? So think this through as you're looking at your progress, as you're looking at your runs, as you're thinking about yourself more um, over longer periods of time, uh, because I don't, I don't want us to blow smoke up our own skirts. However, I do want us to be more honest and positive in the way that we look at our progress, because there is progress, and the meaner we are to ourselves, the worse our performance. So why not be a little nicer, right? Why not look at the, not the sunny side, not put the rose colored glasses on and not see the truth, but look at, look at your progress in terms of, you know, movement forward and not just like, oh my God, I still, I can't believe I still can't do that. Or I can't believe my dog's not getting this. Think about like, well, my dog's a lot better than they used to be on this. We're getting there. We're making progress. All right. So I want you to challenge yourself to be more honest in the way that you're measuring. Again, not that you're lying to yourselves, but we're usually too hard on ourselves. We're too hard on our failures and not actually celebratory enough on our successes. You know, we tend to underplay some of our successes and I want you to enjoy those milestones too. That's all part of the journey. So think about that. Think about how honest you're being, how, again, it, it's not that you're lying, but how, you know, truthful you can be in your measurement and how that actually can lead to you feeling better and more confident, which will help you get more consistent and of course get more cues, right? That's what we all want. So no matter whatever you're doing this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.